0: Make believe is not pretend. We might be here, but we're on the land. It never starts, it never ends. Welcome to Craig and Friends. Welcome to Craig and Friends. Welcome to Craig and Friends.
1: Welcome to an encore presentation from the first year of the podcast featuring myself and Katya talking to Carol Pope. The Canadian queer pioneer who you may have just seen on Canada's Drag Race, and get ready for a brace of hot new episodes coming not only to the airwaves but to YouTube. More details about that in the upcoming weeks. For now, enjoy the chat that Katya and I had with Carol Pope in 2018. (laughs) Yes, Katya, are we rolling? We are rolling, Katya. I have a confession to make. What's that confession? Tell I me, have tell me. Once again. Yes. Done the undoable. Oh, what's that, darling? I have shat into my panties. Oh, well, again, it's a good thing we have a leather couch. Leather couch? Don't say ouch if you're wearing pants and you're allowed to dance. Do the fecal dance. Do the that fecal dance, puts me deep in a trance. There's no reason left to prance,
2: for thine (laughs)
1: shittiness eludes me. And what a lovely introduction for the introduction of carol pope who yes. is going to be our guest on this episode that's right she wrote a book
2: called anti-diva it's an autobiography and um newsweek calls it a total piece of shit just kidding just kidding that's um, just a just a little joke there for no the, the, kids. the toronto star hails it as the kind of book you take in single gulp for fear of losing step with its breathless pulp noir pace it is a page turner right it's a it's a it's also as the Globe and Mail uh, heralds quite fondly, uh, deeply enjoyable and and unexpectedly deft, its uh, Pope is saucy and willing to say just about anything refreshingly Pope does not feel the need to apologize in any way for this behavior or to seek forgiveness. There is no closure, no reckoning, no teary epiphanies on mountaintops or Costa Rican yoga retreats.
1: Interesting. I don't relate to any of that. None at all.
2: None at all. Actually, the book is so fucking good. It's fantastic. It's so fucking right? good. It, um I don't know how to read Craig and this book cured my insomnia and my depression and gave me literacy and cleared up your skin. And you said something about that earlier, but well, my rosacea came back Oh, uh, from the book from the book. But that's because I was bashing it against my face. And then that just looked, it was bruising. That looked like rosacea. that'll
1: screw up your exfoliation.
2: Yeah. Uh, treatments. But, yeah. It, it, yeah. Um, but the, the kids at home will be pleased to know that divine uh, legendary uh, drag figure divine features prominently is featured yes. prominently in the book. And then um there's a, uh, Wait,
1: wait, 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 what the, hold on, shit,
2: how can I find that fucking thing? Well, while you're
1: looking for that, I just want to give our listeners a little heads up. If you're not familiar with Carol Pope, yes, Katya, I'm waiting. I have to interrupt you for one second. Katya, I will accept that, but please, make it worthwhile. Continue. Thank you. Carol Pope, uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with her work yet, she was the singer of a tremendously pioneering band in the 70s called Rough Trade. She has a brand new song out now. It's fantastic. It's called This Is Not A Test. We'll be posting clips of it on the Instagram and the Twitter. And Carol Pope, in addition to working with Rough Trade, uh, has been in and around some incredible scenes in the show business world and has worked with- Is that with, the
2: world of show business? That is
1: the world of show business. Okay. Yeah. yeah. World in and around and of, and of and the through. show business. Yeah. yeah. Th- Hailing originally from Canada- Carol now uh, splits her time between LA and Canada and she's worked with everyone from David Bowie to Divine.
2: And so uh in her long career of uh, live performing, she recounted a um in the book on page 91, a man in the audience jerked off into his shoe during one of our sets. We could see him shooting his load from the stage. The band couldn't get enough of that. The burning question was, did the guy put the shoe back on his foot? See, incredible incredible this
1: is just a taste of That's some of the magic uh, prose that you will find yeah. in carol books uh, carol books pope yeah carol pope's book anti-diva yeah and so uh you're about to hear us talk to carol pope for a while about very many things and we hope you enjoy we hope you enjoy and i have just one last thing to say yes please katya what is that her papal intricacies
2: are not explored in this interview
1: sadly yeah we felt it was too touchy of a topic but uh nonetheless <laughs> We still, uh, we still had it in our minds. Yeah, and uh, we'll be playing little clips of some of her songs through the years and her new fabulous song. This is not a test. Go buy that now mm-hmm. and enjoy the rest of the show.
0: the scams and the broken down plans, the fever, the visions in this cruel god. This is not a test. This is not a test. I can't deny I'm hardwired to love you, to protect and defend and lie under your boot. We spend the day, watch the bullets ricochet. This is not a test. This is not a test. This
1: is not a test. We're rolling. We're rolling, and uh, we're really excited to have Carol Pope here. Thank you so much for coming.
3: Excited to be here.
1: Great. In WeHo, (laughs) your old neighborhood, right? Yeah. What what part of WeHo did you live in?
3: Oh, everywhere, because I'm a serial mover, <laughs> <laughs> so I'd move back and forth between here and New York. I'm still doing that, but um, I lived on Laurel uh-huh. and yeah. Hayworth. I think I lived on Laurel like three times, though.
1: Yeah, you had a thing for Laurel.
3: I did have a thing. Well, because rent control apartments, which I know. I know,
1: but this is which is what we're in now, too, and uh, oh, really? I'm hoping it stays. There's some, some scuttlebutt about the building maybe being sold. No one quite knows, but I think they'd have to upgrade it. To such a level that they would have to, it would be like a gym or something in here, but oh I think my God. maybe they can just bring it up to code. We'll be okay.
3: Yeah, I can see. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we saw our lovely hallways, of course. Yeah, yeah, lovely yeah. Hallways. Walk through about 16 fire doors. Yeah. 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 It's good to go through a lot of those because you feel like you're going to some sort of like a, a court uh, process or something.
2: Do you, How do you feel about Los Angeles these days?
3: uh i'm over
1: it yeah (laughs) (laughs) haven't you been over it in their book there's many times (laughs) where it seems like you were definitely over los angeles
4: i know
3: um i came back here four years ago for a stupid reason and then as soon as i got here i was over over it (laughs) Um,
1: (laughs) what was the stupid reason i love the stupid reason i'm not telling you the stupid okay okay okay, okay. okay. maybe we'll guess later it'll be a fun game okay (laughs)
3: um and then my best friend in the world moved to luca in Tuscany. Okay. I'm like, like, wait, my bestie (laughs) is gone.
1: Oh no. That always stinks. Yeah. Yeah. But so you've lived here a number of times, but you still live sometimes in New York.
3: No, I, I've lived in New York a couple of times and I want to move back because I wrote a musical with a friend of mine in New York, Kate Rigg. Yeah. And trying to get it happening. There's no way it, I could get it happening here. Not that we can for sure get it happening there, but it's kind of easier to present to people. Sure. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. It's more of like sort of the done thing, right? Yeah.
3: And she went to Juilliard. So anytime we've done like read throughs, she's just called people from, you know, that she used to go to school with and, Mm -hmm. it's and i tried to do a reading here and it was like a nightmare so i'm like i'm over it
1: (laughs) (laughs) And you spent a lot of time in new york around the time of saturday night live as well were you there before that era as well
3: yeah we because rough trade my band rough trade we for some reason would always drive to new york and do gigs Uh um because it was easy in those days
1: because you were based in toronto right yeah yeah
3: so we would go I, i don't know how it all started but yeah we we played New York a lot,
1: and It was a good time to be playing New York a lot, right?
3: It was fantastic in the like late seventies and eighties. That was, you know, an amazing time to be in New York,
1: right? It's not and... quite as amazing, yeah, now, and also
2: affordable, no. slightly uh, affordable to be in New York in at that, that time. I mean, now it's, in, it's insane; it's insanely expensive.
3: Yeah, it's like crazy. I mean, my old neighbor, I was, I was living in the east. Village like four years ago in a rent controlled apartment. And oh, now wow. and now they're three times as much. I tried to keep the apartment, believe me, but they wouldn't make sure, me Sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I know that that's a common thing, right? Like if you have any kind of good apartment, you just keep it. Try well, to, whatever. It wasn't
3: yeah. even good. It was cheap, but it was oh but apparently we were over raw sewage, one of my neighbors told oh, me. Oh, fabulous. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have the address? Because Brian's yeah. looking yeah, for yeah uh, that's the okay. kind of floral and
2: fragrant atmosphere I'm I'm wanting to live in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh, that, Jesus that reminds me, um, you said that someone at World of Wonder mentioned that you were at a uh, drag
2: race uh, did, taping did at go, one point. Did you ever perhaps? go to a, a drag race taping? Or am I imagining that?
3: You're imagining. Okay, fine. Oh, sorry. I do, Shit. I knew, do know those World of Wonder guys. Somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But no, I'm not so much into drag. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. No, it's okay. Although in your book, one of
1: my favorite lines is that you're the faggiest dyke you know. Yeah. Well, yeah.
3: I am I am a fag dyke. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: Because
2: <laughs> well, what, does that, what does that mean that these days, especially for the kids?
3: Um... I don't know. For me, it just means because I like um, Broadway. I like musicals, okay. which is faggy. Yeah. And the rest of me is dykey.
1: You know? <laughs> well, I love in the book when you talked about really getting into the gossip. Because who doesn't love gossip?
3: I love gossip so much. Any
1: good gossip lately?
3: <laughs> uh- <laughs>
1: I
2: told you it was going to go downhill. Yeah, we're trolling. Sorry. Uh, we're mining for, for diamonds.
3: I don't know. Already, Have I heard anything? I don't know. Isn't everything on Facebook? I, I think can't, so. Yeah. I can't think of anything new. It's not quite as know, hidden as before, and it's also
2: available instantly. I can't. I don't. I don't do Facebook, and I try to stay out of Twitter. I, I don't know. You try
1: to, but you're on Twitter. I, a but lot. I'm, I'm literally on Twitter 36 hours a day. <laughs> How do you feel about social media?
3: Facebook to me is like really tedious because I don't want to know all about your family shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I, yeah. I would never post intimate stuff like that. But. I mean, as an artist, you have to be on it. Sure, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I should be posting more. I like Instagram because it's just, you can throw up a picture and. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's really easy, low maintenance. Yeah. There's and, a definite
1: difference. Yeah.
3: And Twitter I like, but I'm not, I just keep forgetting about it.
1: I do, <laughs> I do too. I'll, if I do tweet, I'll be basically copying whatever I did on Instagram. Oh, just sure. Send it, like a record of the day or something like yeah, that. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: I like throwing stupid bits of information because I'm just an idiot. But, but. people love that, though. Yeah. Like when
1: you posted. So we had a uh, video of Brian dancing in a very sort of uh, provocative, a provocative, way. sultry fashion to George Benson's "Turn Your Love Around," and you know, people seem to really enjoy yeah. it. So. There,
2: there's no accounting for taste. Sorry about wow. it. Wow. You know, George Benson <laughs> yeah.
1: always makes you smile, though, right? Actually, yeah. I remember in your book, you uh, one moment uh, you're talking to someone about. Uh, I think you're talking to Tina Turner about George Benson's plastic
3: surgery. The only time I met T- Tina Turner, she was talking about black people getting white people surgery and she mentioned george <laughs> oh benson God. and i forget what i forget who else, she who else mentioned, was under the
1: blade yeah
3: i don't know but she was went off on george benson
1: so. <laughs> well let's talk a little bit about rough trade too because you guys yeah. were really a pioneering group high school confidential was that your first single
3: well for a real label yeah
1: okay right
3: before that album that was from a void void, but before that we did a direct to disc recording which is like The way they used to make records in the ye olden days where you go into a room and record a whole album and somebody's mastering it at the same time.
1: Right. And you had to do, so it was like live to tape essentially, but it was live to disc. Live
3: to disc and and there was like, we did 53 takes. (laughs) Oh my
1: God. Did you start to lose your mind after a while doing that? Yeah. (laughs) Jesus Christ.
3: But it sounded really good, but it's not my favorite record. Mm -hmm. No. But anyway, yeah. So High School Confidential, I guess, was our first single. I don't even know. Um,
1: <laughs> it was a single, it was we a got single, that for sure.
3: yeah. um, and you know, it was scandalous because we went on the Juno awards, which are the Canadian Grammys. Yeah. I have many Juno awards, which mean nothing to, <laughs> <laughs> to Americans, but
1: <laughs> well, my parents are Canadian. So I'm like moderately familiar with the, I loved the part in the book. You talk about the specific, uh, nature of the Canadian star system.
3: I mean, everybody knows everybody. I mean, I've met everybody Canadian, and then I, l- <laughs> I love to tell Americans that people are Canadian because they're like, really?
1: I actually kind of enjoy that too, probably just through you know my parents being Canadian.
2: Your parents are Canadian? Oh yeah,
1: yeah, they're from Nova Scotia. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, a good friend do you still of mine want
2: to a do performer. The show. Yeah, is... I gotta okay. go. Yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> get out of here. My good friend Demi Green is from Manit- Manitoba. Oh, that's right. She came to L.A. and um, you know with the acting and the performing stuff, and she just the the whole la vibe is some foreign beast to her and she just you know has to live in her in her bubble to maintain some kind of sanity <laughs> but that's
3: like a flyover province
1: Mm. what does
2: that what does that mean what is that (laughs) well like
1: flyover state here you know uh the sort of the disregarded perhaps except uh, winnipeg land
3: winnipeg manitoba is like really cool and quirky and
1: weird oddly that was the stronghold for phantom of the paradise when that came out it was huge in france and in winnipeg it played for like two years everywhere else it played for about two weeks and dropped out
2: winnipeg is uh i think the home of one of my favorite directors guy madden
3: that's right. I think he, it is. Oh,
2: yeah, Winnipeg and the 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 movie The Saddest Music in the World. Oh, I have to see that. You got to see that. Have you yeah, seen
3: I it? Yeah, I do no oh, I haven't seen it it's so good it's, it's Canadian so I haven't seen it
1: <laughs> <laughs> you like to know if they're Canadian and <laughs> yeah. when you find that out you're like <laughs> I refuse no. to it. Out, yeah. out no out not of my really
3: house. I just haven't heard of it although I do like High Madden
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like that rule though it's Canadian I yeah. won't absolutely I don't want it it's the reverse of the Canadian content rule right so the CBC for those uh, listening who don't know have a rule about programs that there needs to be a certain percentage of um, I guess not just CBC CanCon but all. Canadian content oh um, there you go Yeah, CanCon Yeah, and that's how we have uh the mackenzie brothers from sctv the great white north mm. for those who are familiar if not we'll post a clip we'll post a clip yeah because they had to fill two minutes of time of specifically canadian content so dave thomas and rick moranis just went got drunk and made up a bunch of stuff man and-
3: they were really canadian-y
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you have a lot of connections with the sctv people the way i found you uh your work for the first time was through sctv
3: my partner rough trade partner and i used to actually go and watch second city um, all the time we used to smoke some dubes <laughs> and my sister was the manager uh-huh. at the theater, and we'd go all the time, and it was like just phenomenal because it was like Gilda Radner Danny yeah. Yeah. and Danny Aykroyd and Andrea Martin and Eugene Levy, and sometimes the Chicago people would come, and then you'd oh, get cool. to see Bill Murray, sure, and. You know, John Candy. It's like amazing. So, what better thing to do every night than smoke up and
1: <laughs> right? Because you like the best comedy available,
3: exactly. Yeah. yeah,
1: and also there's a interesting connection between rockers and comedians.
3: Yeah, what is it? Oh, we know each other. We love each <laughs> well, sometimes other. sometimes comedians yeah. want to be
1: like rock stars, like Eddie Murphy. Yeah, and then vice versa. Also, a lot of musicians tend to enjoy the comedic stuff.
3: And I think I'm pretty funny on stage. I like yeah. to be funny, bitter and funny. <laughs>
1: That's a combo we enjoy quite a bit. Well, we were talking about uh, drag before, and how you're not that into drag, and and of course Brian is known for his drag work as Katya on the, the, the Drag Race show. On the Drag Race show, and Which uh, I've never some seen. listeners, some listeners might be familiar. Seen? Oh, oh really? Sorry. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. We've never seen it either. Yeah, just, never, I, I hear rumors never seen from one him. episode. <laughs> never seen one episode. <laughs> well,
3: I don't know. I just used to be into drag, and then I was like, okay, I'm over it. What else? And then I was yeah. into Drag Kings, and now. There are no drag kings because it seems all weirdly politically incorrect, although mm-hmm. yeah, I think so hot. Uh-huh. Um and you know, I work with Divine, so yeah, who, who can top that? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. How do yeah. you, I
2: mean what's where do you go from there? What was it? And you just de- you know described um Divine as one of the most professional and easygoing people to work with. And what, what what was like can you give us some some tidbits about for the listeners at home about working with Divine?
3: Well, um, gammon staples and i wanted to do this crazy musical cabaret thing and we went to new york and because we were a big fan of divine's movies and went to new york and saw divine and women behind bars in which divine plays a prison matron
4: mm-hmm.
3: what could be better yeah. <laughs> uh, abusing the inmates So Done. Done.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that musical.
3: <laughs> i don't know and then we went backstage and we're like do you want to be in a stupid musical with us and divine (laughs) had never sung before so that was interesting yeah and didn't understand the structure of a song (laughs) where the verse and chorus was also interesting but um we did this crazy show at massey hall this is in the 70s before we had a record deal Mm -hmm. um called restless underwear and there's like some acting some bad acting Mm -hmm. and
1: the best kind yeah a
3: set was it a round bed or a heart-shaped bed? I can't even remember. It's <laughs> a bed. There was a guy on a leash. There was sailors. But people loved it. And we stupidly really didn't even film it. Well, to-
1: it was much harder then. Yeah, right? in I mean, those days.
3: Yeah. And we did it in New York, and it was a disaster. <laughs> because half the audience was there to see us and half to see Divine. And we oh, got yeah. booed, and it was like
2: oh yeah you just you describe it as like the warring factions in the crowd and yeah like, how do you manage that kind of tension you just kind of roll with it we and just whatever. did I mean
3: yeah. I'll just plow through anything yeah <laughs> I could be wanting to vomit, and I will plow through whatever, because yeah, yeah. I guess I'm a pro. I guess I've been doing it a while.
2: Yeah, that's what you do. Yeah.
3: But also, Divine uh, taught us how to walk out on a check in a restaurant. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's right. Everyone's helping each other. This <laughs> yeah. is sweet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's
3: and incredible. Also, we were rehearsing at the CBC, and we went into the costume department, and Divine took a few little outfits
1: <laughs>
4: but
3: you know that's the gay thing to do yeah that's sexual a- terrorism you know yeah yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah that's amazing mopping is it something? oh yes yeah, we'll mopping. It, yeah mopping is stealing and i forgot to mention why i was bringing up high school confidential because we we're talking about the pioneering aspects of rough trade is that the first song that was a like a pop hit that was a woman singing about desire for another woman
3: as far as I know, yes. certainly yeah. in Canada. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, but actually we wrote it for... we Kevin and I worked on a movie called Cruising.
1: I have the video disc right up uh, over there. <sighs> the video disc? Uh, let, me, uh, here, let me grab it because it's fun. It's worth interrupting. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a obsessed...
3: Oh my God, that is so heavy. <laughs> what the hell? That
1: that So that was the... Can uh, I take a picture of this? Oh, absolutely. Please. I've never
3: seen anything like this.
1: <laughs> this delights me, you know. Yeah.
3: It's beyond... It's
1: insane, right? So that was the intended competition for Laserdisc. But the trouble is, it's really heavy. Uh, it's prone to uh, dust-related damage. And you have to put the thing into the player. The player extracts basically a vinyl record that has... Uh, the film on it and yeah. then you have to flip it over which you had to do with yeah. laser disc anyway and then I, the artwork is so great like i collect that and like for the one for body double and, and
3: all. i didn't even know there was such a thing as a video disc
1: very few people i don't even know what the, a video disc is yeah yeah i, mean,
3: I know an eight track but um, <laughs> i don't know what that thing is but it's really heavy
1: it's super heavy yeah Can i feel it oh absolutely and they're it? also they're so easily damaged Holy that shit it yeah. is heavy
3: yeah <laughs> if you drop fuck? that what is it is it made out of glass what the fuck is it? <laughs> I went to the Museum of Failure, and I didn't see that there. <laughs> no, there really was a Downtown, museum. Right? Yeah, 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 well, yeah, yeah. I've got to But go they to didn't, didn't have that.
2: that. It's funny that my uh, little management company is right next to the Museum of Failure, which is very
1: hilariously <laughs> apropos. My you can look at the window and be like, "Just remember, yeah, remember, yeah. it's
0: right around the corner, bitch."
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So back to cruising. So how did that come about that you were working on cruising?
3: I have no idea. They just phoned me one day.
1: <laughs> there you go. That's the answer. That's yeah. Amazing. They phoned
3: me. One day, they knew Rough Trade. Yeah. Uh Jack Nietzsche was uh writing the score and yeah. he's a god. Uh
1: uh-huh. Sure because Neil Young and
3: The Shining.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah. He
3: did a lot of orchestral scores, but also worked with the Rolling Stones and then William Friedkin. You know, he did a couple. Oh, of it's good. one of
1: my very favorites He did a couple of time. good flicks, like yeah. The Exorcist. Yeah. And yeah, just a couple. Yeah. <laughs> to Live and Die in L.A. as well, which <laughs> yeah. is one of Oh, I one love my that favorite. movie. That I love that best? movie. Yeah.
3: To Live and Die in L.A. <laughs> that
1: soundtrack is so good.
3: <laughs> yes, but we digress. What were we saying? Oh, that's yeah. That's what we do
1: on the show. Yeah, yeah that's, sorry, uh, okay. we're, we're often yeah. prone to tangents.
3: Um, so, yeah, so uh, you
1: were talking, we went off track at Friedkin.
3: So, yeah, so I went to New York to an editing room where... William was sitting and he showed me some stabbing and killing.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, people are going to be offended by this. Yeah. But of course, yeah. I want to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Right, exactly. But
3: I- I'm like, oh, my God, those queens are going to be angry. Because <laughs> yeah. um, there can't be a gay serial killer. Right. But anyway, so William, so um, Al Pacino plays a gay undercover cop trying to get this find the serial killer and then he kind of gets sucked into the whole life which i'm like yes (laughs)
1: right right he he was resistant at first then he's starting to maybe feel some things for the fellas
3: i'm feeling some shit (laughs) (laughs) he
1: gets very into his eye makeup at one point which is great
3: yeah and i love when he dances because he's so horrible such a horrible dancer
1: (laughs) one of the greatest scenes we'll put it up for listeners who haven't seen it we should do cruising for movie club one of the things we we do do is now we have a movie club so we'll have to do one on cruising you yeah, know, he's dancing the scene where he sniffs. What, what's the, do you know what the drug is that they're doing in that? Cause there's, it's a soaked handkerchief and it can't be poppers, right? Because poppers burn the skin.
3: I don't oh. know. Poppers, yeah, you pop.
1: So. Yeah, or they're in a the little bottle.
3: Yeah, I don't know what they were doing. I was just curious. Cause turpentine?
1: Maybe it was turpentine, yeah.
3: Maybe some 70s drug that we just, or 70s, 80s drug that we've forgotten about. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's been that, it's relegated by the to wayside. the, no yeah. one wants to revive it. Yeah. 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 The yeah. hanky was, drug. The hanky yeah. drug, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If anyone out there knows what the hanky drug is, please let us know. <laughs>
3: maybe it's chloroform. Maybe, it, it, could maybe be. The, it was paupers. It feels like they were-
1: It could just be, yeah. you'd like rotten about it and soaking it and- yeah. Or maybe they diluted it Could Maybe be. they
3: couldn't stand it Full yeah.
1: on yeah. yeah Diluted but like I a- think
3: I only did one once And I was like Oh my god I'm gonna have a heart attack But it's supposed <laughs> to stop heart attacks Oh <laughs> then, is it?
1: I think Oh that's, that's right It opens up the It's a vasodilator Dilator That's right Vasodilator And yeah. uh, relaxes the just, smooth muscles as I'm they, gonna move
3: over here Because
1: uh, We're too loud
3: No no Because no? <laughs> I have a <laughs> No I have a little balance problem That I'm oh, Okay,
2: okay It's okay I smell like human feces You can just say it you <laughs> No you
3: smell it. good
1: It's oh, improvement. Animal feces, which was last week. Last week was uh, dog vibe. shit. Today yeah. it's just
2: human shit. I'm trying to I'm
3: wow trying to work okay. on that
1: stuff. What's well, a new perfume line he's trying to work out? You know, yep. branding and all that.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
3: that uh which is very interesting working with jack Neach. um
1: and also what was it like working with friedkin how much interaction did you have with him
3: really not that much it's only mm-hmm. the first time you know the, i think the only time i met him was when he was just showing me some uh clips yeah on that old editing machine that mm-hmm. they
1: used to use the Moviola.
3: so yeah right i think so
1: yeah so, yeah so basically you're watching it on a screen that's what like 10 inches by 10 inches or something
3: i guess yeah
1: which just adds i think to like the snuff film vibe <laughs> to, with the stuff <laughs> yeah. from cruising you know <laughs> but
3: the whole time i'm just trying to be cool because i'm yeah. like oh God, i'm here with william Friedkin, <laughs> and he knows who i am and he likes the band yeah <laughs> and then i'm with jack needs who, yeah. was, who was really lovely but insane? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, that, yeah. So, we wrote this. I'm like, I'm going to write this song. And Mink DeVille, who also worked on it, mm-hmm. I'm like, Mink DeVille could do this song. And then they.
1: High School Confidential.
3: High School yeah, Confidential. Yeah. And then they didn't want it. And then I'm like, well, I'm going to do it.
1: Yeah. And then it was a
3: big breakout tune. It was a big you. breakout tune. Yeah. What's the
0: break- Oh. Uh-huh.
3: CBS in Canada, but CBS in the U.S. didn't chip in any bucks because okay. they didn't understand about tourist support in those days. Mm-hmm. Oh, they were idiots. Um, but yeah, then we were on Boardwalk and then the president of boardwalk died and neil bogart
1: neil bogart of casablanca records sorry
3: yeah casablanca well no i
1: mean that's i uh, just for yeah, really yeah. folks uh, yeah. yeah
3: so that was not good for us <laughs> no
1: that's never good yeah. for the label boss guys cuz yeah.
3: we you know we charted we had a single all touch no contact and that was charting and then i think we only played like not that many sa- we did a lot of press stuff but we didn't we played la and seattle and boston In New York, and that's all I can remember.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm. Sure. And also, that's what hampered your extending the tour with Bowie, right?
3: We're like, Bowie wants us to go on some, you know, do some more dates with him, and and CBS would not give us any money.
1: They didn't see the point of it or something? Yeah,
3: really, that we would expand our audience.
1: And that was for the Serious Moonlight Tour, so you did a bunch of shows in Canada with him.
3: Yeah. Did a TV special,
1: which we can't find. Yeah. Right. Well, I have to be on the case for that. I love yeah, you're, for you're that. Yeah. You're going to get Detective I, Craig McNeil's Exactly. The case. Yeah.
3: I was wearing really good gloves. I had some gauntlets and I want <laughs> them now. I wish I had
1: them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you, uh, rough Trades Fashions. Oh, my God. So fantastic. Yeah. Oh. It's the, the, which video did we watch the other day? It was the, um, the crimes, of, crimes passion? of
2: passion. Yeah. God damn. That video is so good i want to see more videos
1: <laughs> oh we
3: didn't make that many videos but um
1: the ones you did though are great oh thank you you're welcome
3: because again you know support from the label
1: well sure yeah you kind of need that. i mean the the was it the last was territorial the last video that rough trade made
3: oh no we did sexual outlaw
1: Okay, because um, I remember in the book you said that, was it your manager, I'm not sure who, but basically put a consortium of people who were looking for a tax dodge together. Yeah,
3: yeah, so we could do territorial. That's why we had to do the making of. You have to do the making of so they get their tax dodge.
1: (laughs) Which is great. We'll post the making of sometime soon.
3: Um, oh, I think I have that on VHS, so I won't be watching it anytime
1: soon. <laughs> <laughs> I tracked that down once. I was telling you before we went yeah. on. Yeah, I was, uh, because the rarer something is, the more I have to have it then. I'm like, I must see this because. Must have. Must, must have, have it. Yeah. But what was it like, um, performing with David Bowie?
3: It was incredible. Um, just because, you know, we got to reach a much larger audience and, um he was really sweet and there was traveling sushi chefs and <laughs> I
1: mean that's really the highest
2: <laughs> thing traveling here. sushi chefs
3: yeah i mean the backstage food was yummy and um just the whole vibe was really wonderful and i you know i would just watch him every night and
1: it's not a bad thing to no. spend the yeah. evening doing right yeah. yeah I can think
2: of worse ways to spend an evening and
3: then <laughs> we would just go hang out with the band and do tons of blows and <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that <laughs>
1: yeah you do uh, mention a lot of that in the book the drug use at the time yeah.
3: there was some blow yeah. I can't yeah. lie about it a little bit it. of cocaine yeah just a little bit of cocaine just a little bit <laughs> yeah. of rails just a yeah. touch just a touch
1: yeah. just a little seasoning yeah, yeah. Well, it went well with the fashions as well yeah
3: yes um the fashion we were obsessed with fashion um all our friends were obsessed with fashion but yeah we wanted rough trade specifically wanted a look we wanted you know a vibe sure we wanted a
1: A distinctive yeah we wanted to
3: have certain you know sometimes have sets on stage which is not always easy in a little bar or whatever but (laughs) sure but as we play bigger venues we would just you know we'd like to have some you know just not come out and be a band but have something else for the people to look at and right and just we were obsessed with 80s designers
2: Mm -hmm. yeah and there was and you talk also about like the crossover between the art world and and like thinking about um what was it the um i like it but is it art oh right um, you know and um nowadays it's like it's hard to it doesn't seem like anything is art anymore like with social media and with like you know instagram and like self-promotion and then um like the bureaucracy and capitalism of the art world is kind of like is it it's all been done or how do you how do you like kind of strive for like freshness or or new looks like today i don't know (laughs) i don't know i mean Mm. i don't know yeah
3: because when we started uh playing this group of canadian artists uh general idea uh we became friends with them and They were into performance art and making installations, and uh, they designed four of our album covers, which are pretty unique and, I think, collectible. Yeah. Um, And two of them died of AIDS, um, and they did a lot of AIDS-related art, like, big installations. And anyway, um, but yeah, we would all, like, everybody hung out with everybody in those Mm. days, and we all would be in New York or London or you know toronto and it was all like this amazing scene going on which is not really happening now
1: it seems like that's gone with that era yeah yeah
3: that's a fucking tragedy because
1: you always want to think oh am i just thinking like oh it's the kids these days but it really just seems that it's not happening whatsoever
3: no, and I mean, everything is like, I've already seen everything 50 times.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Because
3: I'm old. <laughs>
1: yeah.
4: But yeah.
3: please come up with something new. I mean, I want to be inspired. And it's yeah. like so rare that you see anything like that. I mean, I think Bjork is like yeah. crazy wacky that way. And yeah. always, yeah. you know, pushing the envelope. But, I, yeah. you know, there's not that much of it. And everybody, and there are so many insipid artists who I just want to, stab in the eyeball.
1: (laughs) Scared to name a few. I don't know.
3: Some band with a chick that can't sing. (laughs) Some band with a chick that sings through her nose. There's a lot of that.
2: What do you make of it? I mean, is it, I like, yeah, it is hard to feel inspired by if like, if anything goes, it's, it's, you know, is there any barometer for, for what's good anymore? And, in like, and it's, there's just so much out there. How do you, how do you even find what's, I have the same problem, but I don't know, nothing really inspires.
3: Yeah. Once more. in a while I'll hear a song that I like, or I'll see a band that's interesting and, uh, I mean, I do think there's some amazing artists out there, but most of them have been around for a while, you right,
1: know, right, right. I can't remember if you mentioned in the book, but I always love hearing anything about Coco Schwab. And I think you mentioned that she was radiating a very specific kind of vibe and Coco Schwab, for those who don't know, is David Bowie's longtime personal assistant and guardian, if you will.
3: Yes yes like keep away from david yeah
1: <laughs> yeah i've only read things about be- her being a little bit frosty like it was yeah very... she
3: scared me <laughs> really? she yeah. like, you can't get near david but i got near david david well, came to you right david yeah. the first time we opened for him he started gossiping with me and um <laughs> and hugged me and it was like really sweet and then but yeah coco was always swabbing around, <laughs> <Schwabbing>
1: around. <laughs> You were friends with Kim Cattrall, yeah, and back then. And I wanted to know if you ever heard her scat video, scat singing. Let me just clarify. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we yearn for a treat. Oh.
3: We were kind of neighbors uh-huh. in Toronto. I met her when she's, I think, had just done tribute with what's his name? Oh, Rob Jack Rob- Lemons,
1: Johnny Lemons, right? Johnny <laughs> Johnny, Johnny Lemons, <laughs>
3: Johnny Lemons, Jack Lemons. Classic. And Robbie yeah. wasn't. Oh, Robbie,
1: Robbie Benson. Robbie oh, Benson. Okay. Yeah.
3: And we went to a party and um, the ex-prime minister was there, Trudeau, Pierre Trudeau. And I I met him and I'm like, he's totally hot for a guy in his 60s. (laughs) He was like really. So he had
1: it like because he was the sort of the man man about town. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And then later his wife came to. Margaret Trudeau came to see us
1: she's the one right who supposedly had an affair with Jagger is that yeah. right
3: no I think it was Ron Wood Wait, what?
1: oh Ron Wood oh yeah yeah the Trudeaus were she was just with were. the
3: stones you know <laughs> She's hanging with the stones and then she was in the audience a bit, of blow, so bit like, of
1: blow a bit of stones yeah, yeah. Oh, my god. oh my god oh that's right she, she was in the audience yeah and it caused kind of a stir right
3: yeah and we were trying to be cool Parker Trudeau's in the audience.
1: Did anyone ever show up at a show that you were way into that, like it freaked you out or you were surprised?
3: Like, lots of weird people <laughs> would come to our show.
1: <laughs> uh, well, we're a fan, so we understand. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, Savior Hollander, the Happy Hooker,
1: the Happy uh, Hooker, the Happy
2: Hooker. Who is that? Wait, what is the Happy Hooker?
3: Um, she wrote a book. Did she write?
1: That's right. There was a book, and then there was a movie based on it. Yeah. I, was trying, I was foggy there.
3: um <laughs> I can't remember. there was just all all kinds of crazy at our parties yeah. at our uh shows sorry I it, can't like imagine, a party I can't imagine, and some penises yeah. Yeah. would show up. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> some penises would pop out once in a while <laughs> yeah. which was very interesting
1: yeah. all right there's a passage in your book where you talk about a man in the audience who jerks off into his shoe
3: yeah that oh. was in New York
1: of course very New York right? we were doing yeah. a show
3: in New York and we <laughs> look in the corner there's a guy jerking off in his shoe we're like is he gonna put that back on his foot when oh he's done I know
1: I mean th- these are the questions these are the questions yeah, yeah. especially these when the... you're on stage you've, you've heard these songs so you're thinking about other things yeah we, we are, are. <laughs> <We're> like, what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and then I always wonder, like, how long did he t- had it out for? What song did spark yeah. that for him? Those, Yeah. Th- these days,
2: all you get is just people filming it on their phones. It's, I Nobody's know. jerking <laughs> off into their shoes. Or maybe they could jerk off onto
1: their phones no,
3: or No, I wish. I, yeah. yeah. If they yeah. weren't on it. I mean, I hate the f- whole phone thing.
1: Do you? Yeah. Yeah. When it's, you see, like, a sea of people just recording yeah. something.
3: I will, you know, be in the moment. I right. mean, I got to be in the moment, and it's a lot better than... Yeah. Shooting a video of it.
1: So here's um, Kim Catral.
0: sedere Latin, he quotes, UJ,
1: Her husband's playing stand up bass, and.
3: What? Which husband? Mark. Well, he bit all the he dogs and winked at all the
0: she dogs. The town never knew such a hullabaloo as that little dog raised till the
3: end of that day. It's
1: a shame there isn't an album, you know, that's.
3: Kim, make oh. an album. <laughs> I didn't even we know just that, have that a
1: good she... Rhythm. Oh, what, what's this? He
3: sort of feels me out. I feel him out. And uh, we go for it.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's certainly true, isn't it? Kimmy. <laughs> I love that like, recently she said the whole Sex and the City hubbub. But she's like, look, I've never been friends with them. I don't like Sarah Jessica Parker. I just like when anyone just comes out and is fully just, like scorched earth about anything.
3: Yeah. Wow. I think she liked them in the beginning. I mean, I remember when she got that gig and she was all excited I didn't see her for a few years after that and then I I saw her in New York before I left and she invited me to over for whatever Breck Breck brunch (laughs) and lives in a fabulous apartment on Park Ave Uh wow wow Um, I'm like, Okay, you made
2: some money (laughs) from that show. Yeah. Yeah. Do it, girl. Things are going yeah. yeah, Yeah. Get get the cash. (laughs) It must be I mean, I imagine it must be weird when you're part of a thing like that, of a franchise that just gets out of you know, you don't know, in Hollywood relationships. I mean,
3: What's and I career? had to ask, what was Cam really thinking? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I
2: couldn't help but wonder, is this really worth it? Yeah, you know, yeah.
3: People
1: talk, people talk <laughs> shit about LA all the time. And so you've lived here in a number of places, uh, but you've lived here a lot. So how much truth do you think there is to the sort of cliche version of what people say about LA?
3: What do they say?
1: That people are basically phony, uh, people careerists. People are stupid, yeah. yeah.
4: yeah.
3: Um, but I like that people will actually... In case you might be somebody, they'll actually have a, take a meeting with you, have a meeting with you. Yeah. Uh, in case right. they're missing out on something, right, which right. is unheard of anywhere else. Um, I just find that people are flaky because they flake on you at the last minute, even like friends I've had for years. Yeah. And you make plans, you have to make two or three backup plans because they're going <laughs> to, they're going to fucking flake on you.
1: Yeah. It's just oh, the And guarantee. I just
3: want to, I'm like in New York, that doesn't happen in New York or uh, in Toronto or in anywhere else I've lived. So.
2: Why is that? Just because it, it's just They're uh,
3: like, I don't want to drive. It's oh, too okay. far yeah, away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm on the
1: west side still. Oh, uh. I don't feel good. Yeah, I'm
3: on the west. The traffic. Uh. <laughs> Shut up.
1: <laughs> I got an early call. I, yeah, yeah. i, I have yeah. yeah. I've,
2: I've only lived in LA for a year and a half and I've been guilty of that same thing. <laughs>
1: <sighs> I'm just like, you know, you live over there. I'm like. Oh,
2: God, it's 45 minutes in a car.
1: I've gotten more like that the longer I've been here. I'm I'm here just under four years from Massachusetts. Uh, Oh, I
3: don't drive anymore. So I'm just like, I'll take a lift.
1: Yeah, it's great. And you could just,
2: you know, read something or whatever during it. Yeah. I still take lifts and I'm still that way. Oh, you're still, yeah, yeah, I don't don't even drive, but I just don't want to get in the car. (laughs) No, I don't either. I I mean, a car's a death trap. Yeah. It's it's, it's well, That's the
1: optimistic <laughs> way to look. At it. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> I think, no, I mean
2: it, it, there's so many. I'm not afraid of anything other besides car wrecks these days. You have like so you have such a high per, you know chance of getting killed in a car
3: by some person who's texting. By they're
2: texting. I walk. I I was walking. I live on um up the street, and I was walking, waiting uh very diligently to cross the road, and I all these cars that were zooming by. They're just yeah. everybody has their phone out. Oh, it's and the I'm scariest. Like, I just thing. want to yell at them. You're
3: i know but who cares, but who, cares? <laughs> who cares about them <laughs> <Yeah>. they're expendable <laughs> yeah.
1: survival we need
3: to finished. call some people <laughs> out of here <laughs> yeah.
1: they're doing it for us which yeah. is yeah. helpful they yeah. are
3: killing themselves yeah, yeah
1: yeah yeah oh um that for some reason reminds me about the passage in your book about bernie Toppin. because i had a rotten experience with bernie Toppin once and i'd like to for you to share your experience with bernie Toppin uh with the listeners
3: well where did i meet him i can't even remember so like a
1: party it was yeah
3: uh, at a party um oh yeah he knew the friend of mine who was a bass player uh Prakash John who's amazing.
1: Uh he played with House Cooper a lot and
3: Yeah. Bernie was like wanted to sleep with me and then I'm like I'm a dyke. And <laughs> <laughs> I we were in a hotel room somewhere and he's like he just was very persistent and I kept saying Oh well, you know ew I'm not <laughs> <Yeah>. into <laughs> If I was going to sleep with a man it wouldn't be you. No I didn't say that. <laughs> You know, David Bowie maybe, but <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Daniel Craig maybe, but
4: <laughs>
3: um. Anyway, and I just let. I mean, he was just nagging me, and I just finally left the room, and he was sitting in the middle of the floor, just like being a, a brat, oh belligerent. And I'm kind of, yeah. sorry, I've offended. You know, I mean, I know Elton loves him, and he's written some cool tunes, but he was just like weird.
1: Well, listen, I love that part of the book because I went to see one of his terrible solo shows in the late '90s and um i at the time it was too expensive to go it was at this club in boston the, the paradise and it's about a thousand person uh venue and a friend of mine goes oh no no no! they're papering the house because it's not selling that well well that well turned out to be about 11 to 12 people and i think half of us were papered so we're there and bernie who was sort of very public about chiding elton about elton's substance abuse and very public about his AA thing or however people Ugh. handle that when they're in AA yeah. publicly uh he uh started drinking martinis in one gulp at the back of the stage not 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 great and he starts getting a little uh grouchy on stage you know when you're at a show and there's not that many people there you want to sort of convey your enthusiasm or like hey we're with you so he said something like this next song is about rock and roll and leather and he's wearing leather pants i just go yeah ooh!" and he goes he looked down and dressed goes if you're into that sort of thing and i was like okay we're off to an interesting start what? Yeah. Wow. Then he uh, lumbered off the stage in and, a and move I saw Dave Grohl do this. He jumped off the stage, ran around the crowd. It was exciting and fun, you know, and giving people high fives. But when there's no one in the audience, it looks like you're just like trying to find the bathroom. <laughs> <Yeah.
4: you know? laughs> Where is the bathroom? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm full of martinis. Yeah. I need the bathroom. Yeah. I've Does got anybody to
2: have any Coke. <laughs>
1: yeah. I've got to have a
3: slash. <laughs> yeah.
1: So he hops off, nearly knocks my uh, diminutive friend Eric uh, over, then slaps him on the back, runs around, gets back on stage, and uh, continues with his new bathroom bad music. <laughs> then the promoter had said, listen, uh, bring whatever you want to have signed because it's going to be an intimate crowd. So he co-wrote an Alice Cooper album from the inside. So I brought that and the Captain Fantastic album. So we're in line and I uh, go up and I go, oh, Mr. Top Ta- I was 20. So I was like, oh, Mr. Topham you know, a delight to meet you. And, uh, and as I'm saying that, he goes, what the fuck do you bring Elton's fucking shit here for? Wow. I wish that I had the wherewithal that I would have now to be like, Oh, oh, you fucking drunk. Fuck you. <laughs> but I was like, I, uh, and he just keeps laying into me. What the fuck? This in my fucking show. You should have my fucking album. And I'm like thinking, like, aren't you get, don't you get royalties from all these records? Like, did, yeah. then, right? Maybe the fact that the Alice album was about drying out from booze maybe sparked something in him. But he signed the Alice album twice, signed the back of the poster for the Fantastic. And I'm just trying to get away from him. And he just keeps laying into me. So I was thrilled to read that in your book, your, your uh, characterization of Bernie. <laughs>
3: yeah, he was lovely. <laughs> but Elton seems to like him.
1: Yeah. Well, they work well together, right? Yeah. Um, I, well, actually, because we're talking about Bernie and his uh, substance problems, perhaps, whatever those might be. And you were with Dusty Springfield, who had a few problems with A couple of problems, stuff. yeah. And we were wondering about what it's like to be in the that sort of scene of, you know, there's blow around, there's booze, whatever, there's partying. But then when you start to either notice or have to deal with someone who has a problem with a capital P, because Brian's yeah. had issues as well. I,
2: yeah, I've had issues. And it's like having to, you know, especially with working relationships and also romantic relationships, like how do you... How do you negotiate that time where you see things and they're like, oh, fuck, this is a real, this is a real problem?
3: Well, I mean, yeah, you turn into a policeman and you're like hiding alcohol and they're finding, or they're hiding alcohol right. and you're yeah, finding it. Right. They just hide stuff or they, or they go through all your stuff and find, you know, because she found like pills I had, like painkillers and,
1: uh-huh.
3: um, yeah, it was intense. It was very, very intense. And then. I'm going to be all al on. I mean, about this, because I was with an, you know, I mean, I was with an alcoholic because I thought, oh, I I can change her. My love will change her. But that's, right. that is not the way it works. Sure. Right. Um, But, you know, I'm thrilled that she finally got s- sober. And I know it was, I mean, she had a difficult life and a lot of issues. Mm. And right. so it was like, it was a roller coaster ride being with her, but. You know, I'm kind of glad I was because well, she was fascinating and charming and funny and so innovative and talented and right. Um, but you know, you had to deal with the drinking and cutting and whatever. Yeah. Sure,
1: right, and that sort of erodes the romantic relationship, I imagine. Yeah,
0: yeah,
4: you get yeah. over
3: that stuff fast. Yeah, that's yeah. a
1: buzz. That's a buzzkill.
3: And then I'm like, I have to get out. Yeah, I just wanted to get out of it. I mean, but I kind of knew going into it. But mm-hmm. really, I was being so naive because I—I I don't. I mean, I—I I hadn't been with a real hardcore person with uh, substance abuse sure. problems. Yeah, I was like kind of naive, and at the end, I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. And now I don't even want to be with anybody who's even in recovery. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you've
1: been—you you sort of—you—you've been drained of that. The yeah, amount it, of yeah the th-
3: no, but you know what I've discovered about alcoholics is they're narcissists. Okay, so yeah. you have to also deal with that because oh, everything yeah. everything is about them, 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 and they're always late. I mean, I have friends who are in recovery, but they're always late and disrespectful. And
2: uh-huh. oh, it's either yeah, top of the they say top of the mountain or bottom of the barrel. Either way, it's all about me.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you
4: know, even yeah. though
3: they're they're all you know, I mean, narcissists are very charming people, but. I don't want to be with anybody with any kind of problem.
1: Right. Yeah. right. Well,
3: I mean, everybody's got problems, but you know, something. cuter
1: problems. Yeah. 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 Like
3: I can't find my keys. Yeah.
1: What's my name?
2: It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my cat still alive. <laughs> yeah. They keep venting the fender, but it's cute. Yeah. It's all, it's, it's yeah. all right. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. I have the, I have the same thing with like, I I've grown past the part where i have like, okay, you know, all that drugs and alcohol stuff doesn't make you a better artist or musician or anything. It's just, it's just drama. And I'm, and I'm like, I, I want the kind of problems that I'm like, what should I have for lunch?
3: <laughs> exactly. That is a big problem. It's a, big it's problem. a huge problem. What yeah. should I
2: eat? How many glasses of water is it acceptable <laughs> for me to drink today? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Is it raining? No. Great. Thank God. Yeah. Cause Wait. I was really,
1: yeah. I was going down the tubes there yeah. for a second. Yeah. yeah. Those, that's what you want. You want mundane problems. Yeah.
3: You, don't, you don't want to be exhausted by somebody that you're with. You don't want somebody to just drain the life out yeah. of you. It's always right. so much
2: work. Like, and the, like some of my, you know, friends until very, you know, up to very recently, were like, okay, who are you today? <laughs> What's, what's the
3: personality today? What's your name today? <laughs> is that a song? I think it is. I think it's a new
1: song. Yeah. A new song that I she...
3: think it might be a song, but... Yeah. We'll
1: so
2: research that, and so the your the book is anti-diva. Yes, yeah, and um, and it, you just you know like we described. Um, you had a bookmark Dusty. passage that you wanted to oh, read. Oh yeah, a lot. I, I do. Do you actually, like your
1: words thrown back at you? So, it, I can't <laughs> even.
3: I can't remember them. So is,
1: is it obnoxious for me to do this? Wait, she can't, just read anything you want. Say anything you want, okay. and be like, "That's really <laughs> oh, powerful yeah, 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 that you yeah, said yeah. that," and then do yeah. something insulting um, the, the, to, to someone else, not to her, and then attribute to her. So, then, um, to her. so yeah.
2: on page thirty-four, you you say that. I am a dumbass bitch. I'm just kidding. Yeah, um,
1: you didn't even I didn't even know you two knew each other. While you're looking for that, I want to bring up the, the last man you ever slept with, Bob Ezrin.
3: Was that the last man I slept with? <laughs> uh, according to
1: your book. According to Brian's book. According to Brian's yeah, book. Yeah,
3: yeah. Um Oh, what about him? Is that the last man I slept with? I can't even remember.
1: Um <laughs> Maybe things have changed. I don't know, but because uh, I was curious about uh, the working relationship Because it's around the time where your band You've done the show, you've done that stuff And then you're f- pretty prominent in Canada And yeah. then Bob Ezrin contacts you About Tim Curry covering Birds of a Feather
3: Oh, right Oh, I think the sex thing happened way before that
1: Because he's also a Canadian
3: Yeah mm-hmm. Um. But I. yeah, we met Bob when he was like 18
1: Oh, all right, yeah
3: Um. I guess... And I don't know what he did first, Alice Cooper or Lou Reed or whatever. I've known him a lot of years. And yeah, we had sex.
1: It's just a great way to introduce him as the last man he had sex with. The last well, man. I can't
3: remember for sure. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, because for listeners who don't know, Bob Ezrin did all those classic Alice Cooper albums. Also when he was like 18, 19. He was a... Like, well, under, Lou yeah. Reed. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. Berlin. Yeah, Berlin. I, yeah. I mean,
3: he's done a lot of brilliant work.
1: The Wall. Yeah, uh, The
3: Wall. Just that little album called The Wall. Yeah, which that I, little thing. Yeah. Which I went to... Uh, and and then later on I went to try and work on a, a new Pink Floyd album. It didn't work out. Oh,
1: that's another interesting thing. Yeah, I think we should talk about it. So, mm-hmm. when Pink Floyd um, parted ways with Roger Waters, yeah. David Gilmour uh, needed a new creative partner, and you were brought in to possibly be that.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, they were just trying to find a uh, lyricist, and um, uh, so I we went to England and tried to write some songs, but
1: on that houseboat or something? The,
4: the yeah, giant? the
3: studio was in a houseboat studio. Houseboat studio? Yeah. That's cool. On the Thames, I believe. <laughs> on, the on the Thames. The, it's a casual,
1: the, this low-key kind L. of environment, yeah. Yeah. Very, how, they, 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 I'm sure the food was pretty good at that as well.
3: I can't remember the food. <laughs> there was eating, but I can't remember. Yeah. Um, but yeah... Um, uh, that was interesting trying to write. Li- I mean, i th- I thought I wrote some okay lyrics, but they just—I forget who they ended up working with. I mean, they just like brought in all these people, and I forget. Yeah, sure. Because I'd lost interest by then, because they weren't paying attention to me anymore. So I was like, I'm over it.
2: How do you manage competition in the industry?
3: I don't know. I don't feel like. I didn't feel like we were really competing with anybody because we were pretty different than anybody.
1: But what about when you get into after the band ceased operation? Because basically you decided to retire the band, right?
3: Yeah. Oh, and then I was trying to figure out how to write music with people or by myself. That Uh was like a nightmare that took a few years.
1: You walk us through that just a little bit because, you know, you're in this group and I don't know for exactly how many years, but a long time. Yeah. And then you're out on your own and you're in L.A.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, I did move to L.A. eventually. And, yeah, I wrote with some people. I thought I came here because I'm like, oh, well, people want to write with me. Right. And people write together here. But it didn't really happen that mm-hmm. much. And then I tried to get a record deal. I didn't get one because I used to play a lot when I, when I first moved here in the 89. Uh, so, nine, yeah, I'd play a lot sure. in the 90s. Didn't get a record deal. And then just ended up, you know, releasing my own stuff.
1: hmm and then you stayed here how long?
3: Oh God! Oh,
1: uh, <laughs> did you move back after the Northridge earthquake? No. Okay.
3: No, that was those were good times.
1: Uh.
3: Um, <laughs> the earthquake and the riots. Those were good times.
1: Oh, of course the ri- darling. Oh, the, the riots. <laughs> yeah, remember the riots, darling. <laughs>
3: um, no, I think I moved to New York. When was the first time I moved to New York? 2000 and oh yeah i moved to new york like 10 days before 9 11.
2: oh okay jesus christ (laughs) wow
3: bad timing yeah
2: (laughs) perfect timing if you had to this is just a stupid question if you had to live anywhere in the world for the rest of your life and money's no object where would you go
3: oh somewhere in europe probably london london or somewhere in italy i don't know i haven't been everywhere yet so i can't but yeah i would live in europe (laughs) Mm -hmm. well that's just say London Because I have some friends there mm.
2: um, I want I do want to I want to read this passage that I, um, Oh yeah So um, uh, When you chose General Idea to shoot And um, The first album cover You're t- talking about glamour So they said it's here They delivered a treatise On glamour and file In the issue with Sandy's foot on the cover Quote We knew that In order to be glamorous We had to become Plagiarists Intellectual parasites We moved in On a history In occupied images Emptying them Reducing them To shells we filled these shells with glamour the cream puff innocence of idiots the naughty silence of shark fins slicing the water that is fucking amazing <laughs> that is general idea <laughs> that is like i mean i wish it I, I don't know i'm i'm just glamorizing that time back then with like um uh it just seemed with the the Sort of the mix, yeah. Between- the, the the mix between um artists and musicians and like real designers, cre- and, designers yeah. and creativity and like a movement and I don't know. I, it's hard, I guess yeah. It's people hard
3: should not- look look up General Idea in the eighties because it's fascinating, especially because they were gay and just so far ahead of their time and so brilliant. Yeah.
1: Oh, uh, we're also talking about words because it's such a well written book, and you're so your lyrics are you know, fantastic as well. And ahead of your time. Oh, so, thanks. Yeah. You're welcome. Uh, and gay, right? So yeah. this is, we have, uh, the, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> we have, we
2: have, there's, um, <laughs> there's we have to that, play this uh, clip. There's from, a, um, a Tatum O'Neill, um, just randomly, uh, walks up to a man who's sitting down and in, in, well don't in spoil the, oops, sorry. Yeah, sorry sorry sorry, sorry. it's a it. film
1: with uh, richard burton uh playing a 60 year old artist and tatum O'Neal playing the 16 year old love interest
3: filmed in toronto because oh, i so saw ra- them in a restaurant oh so my god book. are you
1: oh my god Incredible. i wonder if it's the restaurant in the uh the
3: courtyard the, the courtyard cafe oh where god. everyone i
1: bet it's that i bet it's the exact oh i god.
3: bet it is darling because it's so glamorous <laughs> yes, oh it was daughter. so god. glamorous are you gay
1: I always like to know if a guy's game. That's it. Just walks away. <laughs> just, walks, just walks away. Just walks away. And we were thinking, it's a great conversation starter. <laughs> yeah, Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, and you know which way you can go. Yeah. Actually, is this, let's see, is this the Courtyard Cafe?
3: Uh, What is that? No, it isn't. Okay. I don't think so.
2: I'll
1: just cut that out.
2: That's and it's Toronto, <laughs> not Toronto, correct? Or does it matter? I don't know. Oh,
3: Toronto. Okay
2: i was schooled we, by someone from well you Canada. schooled me on that I, I mean I. I, I like to just hold that over what, you toronto? Yeah, toronto toronto not toronto is it I'm,
3: i <sighs> i'm sure people the, pronounce it both ways yeah, i think they're know. both Hogtown. They're,
1: <laughs> they're both legal
3: yeah <laughs>
1: In your book you mentioned that uh you noticed a pattern in your life regarding going towards complicated or difficult people because it would help to distract you from your own life curious if you still found yourself going towards i mean you sort of said before that you don't but uh that whole pattern of well have, there's a bunch of problems here i can focus on that and not have to think about my own stuff
3: um i don't yeah i don't know i don't do that anymore but i mean
1: Thank God. it's a common you know. thing you know yes yeah.
3: yeah i mean i certainly gravitate towards you know, intelligent people and
1: who, by nature, can sometimes be a little... Yeah,
3: they're, they're problematic, and... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I, yeah, I mean, I'm attracted to other artists, usually. I'm yeah. not attracted to, like, an accountant, normally.
1: <laughs> Dollards and businessmen. Oh, it's good. You know, the kind of dinner conversation you can have. Yeah, yeah. yeah faction yeah. figures. Supposed no, I mean, art-
3: artists are fascinating. So, yeah. and yeah, sometimes they come with a whole mess of pain.
2: Yeah, <laughs> a lot of uh, baggage in that trunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I had a yeah. question about Corey Hart, because... From the recording session. <laughs> so I can't because <laughs> so can. you called him the sweatiest man you've ever met. And I want to know if he still was the sweatiest man you ever met. <laughs> you haven't met brian uh, oh, before i'm actually so. <laughs> the sweatiest man i've ever met so this is, well no this if this you were Corey, oh, really? if you
3: were the core sample there would be sweat on you right now oh really
0: just just buckets yeah uh, you would yeah.
3: just be sweaty i oh don't know he, i just noticed he was super sweaty um, <laughs> but adorable and he had an, an adorable girlfriend um he was very but i guess i noticed that when we were doing tears are not enough for know, the
1: listeners which it's like the canadian equivalent of
4: uh, uh the we world. are the world
3: yeah ten beers are not enough it was our, <laughs> our canadian thing but um you know i got to like sing with joni mitchell and neil young and and Mer- like they were all there every canadian and canadians i hadn't heard of of course because
1: because <laughs> you dismiss yeah. the, the canadian art coming in these days and david foster's canadian too right yeah and uh oh you just pulled a face which i love hearing anything about david foster
3: no well i I mentioned in the book that he made paul hyde and i do 50 takes of our of our thing and it was right the first time he apologized to me i saw him a few years ago and he's like i have to apologize for making you do 50 takes because the first one was right i'm like i know because the first take is always right
4: oh my fucking god
1: What was it like recording with Rough Trade? How many takes did you commonly do? And how sort of obsessive were you and Kevin about the overdub process?
3: Not so much. I mean, we would just... I wasn't obsessed. I would just be like, you know, I would go for the performance. Yeah. And we were just more obsessed with like, in the days before sampling, just putting weird sounds like vacuum cleaners. And like, we would just mic all this stuff and try and create all these weird sounds and make them part of the song so we were more about that but we never we didn't have that much time to go crazy because you know canada (laughs) not not, not, not that much money it's the
1: answer to everything at the end of the day low budget, canada yeah. Where, Canada, where you hosted the Casbys, right? Which, that's right. And the Casbies were, what's the say, uh, equivalent? Canadian. To American- there was
3: nothing. Canadian <laughs> artists selected by you.
1: Oh, that's great. So the American Music Awards, essentially. Yeah. But the Canadian version. Yeah. But
3: it was fun. But uh, yeah, I worked with Paul Schaefer and we just would hole up in a hotel room in New York and write all this crap. That <laughs> oh we would, ne- you know, half of it, they would never let us say on TV, but we'd just like write the script and yeah. do all these intros and then, you know, I guess they would try and tone us down a little bit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but the Canadian television system seems a little bit more lenient than the American...
3: Oh, they were, like, amazing. I mean, I have to thank the CBC for... I mean, because, we, you know, they put us on TV and let us do whatever sure. yeah. in yeah. The, the olden days. Yeah. Um, they let me do a song called Dyke by Default. I mean... <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you don't get that. CBS really was never doing much of that. NBC... No, uh, yeah, no. Yeah.
3: No, we just used to be on these two talk shows. Oh, um, yeah.
1: What was the talk show that you were on that was, like, uh, not not... I, I can't remember the name. One Peter got, something.
3: Peter Zowski was one thing and then Canada After Dark. Um, and my sister was a producer on, I guess, both shows. And then she would like go, let's, she would bring in all, all this talent, turn them on to people like Devo and the Runaways. Oh, yeah. and, Um, but I do remember Kevin and I were, lost our minds because we were on a show with Buckminster Fuller. Oh, right. Uh, who we loved. Yeah. I mean, and the mayor of Toronto. And I was wearing a bondage suit, and the mayor of Toronto <laughs> was like getting all turned on. <laughs> oh my
4: god! Oh my god! Oh my god!
3: But yeah, um they would just have an amazing lineup of people, like Robin Williams mm-hmm. and Fran Lebowitz, and
1: so that's interesting. You met Robin Williams, yet Corey Hart was still the sweatiest man you ever met.
3: Corey um, oh, yeah. Hart just seemed sweaty when we were doing tears and am
1: sure, that. Yeah, yeah, it could have been a very dry day for Robin at yeah. the time.
3: Oh, was he sweaty? I don't know.
1: The, the, the I don't think goes. Yeah, legend, I didn't I think.
3: meet Robin Williams, so I don't Oh, know. then never
1: mind. Then forget yeah. what I said.
3: So
2: I think you described Bill Murray in the book as um, just completely insane.
3: Oh yeah, but I love him. I yeah. love him so much. Oh
2: my God, I would, love, I would love to
1: meet him. And he had a fling
3: with. Yeah, but let's not talk about that. Okay, okay, because I can cut she that out. Hates me. Oh, oh no. really? Yeah, oh. let's not talk about it. No, got no, it. that's you fine. I'll, I'll cut that it. out. I'll cut that me. out. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I, well, actually, you know what happened with the book was, um, it kind of got. They're like, "Oh, you're finished," and I was like, "Oh, I wanted to cut some stuff out." Oh, really? So was, yeah, yeah.
2: Because you're so. I mean, you're so honest and open and raw in the book, and it's hysterical with the. What was that like? Was it, did you have anxiety after, you know? Yeah, I did.
3: I did. And I'm like, oh, I wish I hadn't mentioned that. And then some, some, there were some angry people and there were some, but most people were okay, but I really didn't want to offend people. And,
1: yeah. yeah. Like, for instance, the the fat guy from Loverboy. <laughs> That's how you refer to the guy in Loverboy.
4: <laughs> I don't care about that.
1: <laughs> That's one of my... Because you list everyone at the Tears and Not Enough session in great detail, you yeah. know? like And then every name, everything spelled perfectly. And then and that fat guy from Loverboy.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, this I don't know. They, they, they sucks That's what you were about to say. They did something <laughs> offensive. They were just like... They said something homophobic. Somebody in the band really? was like homophobe, and I oh, got gosh. offended. Ugh. I forget which fat guy it was. <laughs> <laughs> fat guy number three. Fat guy number three, yeah.
1: And not to be cruel or body shamed, Mr. Yeah. Loverboy, but yeah. there was a, uh, a recent shows where there was, you know, sort of like, and what's his name from Loverboy as part of the show. And they do the Carney Wilson trick with him. They'd like almost hide him behind a piano. You know, they stand three quarters this way and oh, like wow. stick him behind the piano because the oh, gentleman's not quite as felt as he used to be, oh, yeah. Which go. I guess wasn't even the gentleman
3: bad. is a slob. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> he ain't as as he used to be. Yeah, uh,
2: yeah I imagine there was that.
3: Well, um, you know, guys, straight guys, especially, they get older and they get fat. They get wide. <laughs> and I do talk about, like, some men that I slept with and I saw them in later years. and I'm like, why are they all so wide? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> they were, like, skinny. And now they're, like size of a building
1: yeah what does happen what is, what is that straight epidemic I'm not sure because oh, uh, like, as a, I guess the straight representative in the room yes. I, uh, yeah, I, I am still confused by my brethren yes. I, I don't Please. No, speak I mean, I've had weight men. issues but that was since I was a kid and you know whatever that's something I sort of deal with but yeah. uh, I know what you're talking about totally and when I see that I'm like why are you letting this what are you doing to just let it go yeah,
3: yeah. You know, please take care of yourself
1: yeah, yeah. right yeah I wouldn't know because
3: you know you. some of you are cool and yeah I mean you know like well sometimes when i'm on facebook i'm like this is death book and i can't
2: oh, no i cannot
3: see that these people have passed <laughs> yeah. away because they've gotten yeah. what you know i mean yeah sure. friends of mine from years ago and i'm like oh no look at what you look at now and then two seconds later they're like i'm sick and then they're gone and it's like oh, sad
1: it is kind of an indicator though just yeah. your general appearance yeah and not and not in a kind of like Body shaming Or anything that. Yeah. way.
3: No, but
2: no, no. It's not necessarily yeah. Overly vain But it's just like Yeah it is It's nice to look good
1: Yeah just Well
3: just just Take care of yourself yeah. Because you're probably Married and you have a family And take care of yourself A little bit Yeah So you can be around
1: yeah. Some people joke like Oh you're married Now you can let yourself go Which yeah. is kind of a weird thing Because it's like Well that lucky partner
2: I never yeah. understood Yeah I was like I never understood that If I'm going to get married And you know Force somebody into Spending the rest <laughs> of their lives With me I'm going to be like Keep it up It's yeah. My yeah, more incentive yeah. To like keep them there so they don't go wandering off into the hills looking for somebody else you right
3: exactly oh
2: my god
0: i can't deny i'm hard want to love you to protect and defend see you under my hand we'll spend the day watch the bullets with your shade when the floods come when the floods come i can't deny i'm hard want to love you to protect and defend streets with my heart in my throat through the bombs and the scams and the broken down plans the fever the visions in this cruel garden. this is not a test this is not
3: a test
1: one of the things that we uh, were neglectful in talking about is your great new video and song this is not a test
3: why, thanks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, that, thanks so much for coming. Thanks, Carol. Uh, it's been a pleasure doing business with you.
3: <laughs> but seriously. Yeah, no, seriously. Uh, this is not a test I wrote uh, with a fabulous woman in Toronto um, who plays theremin. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the space God, Damn, I want to learn how
2: to. It, can I interrupt you for one second, please? Is the theremin an extremely difficult um, instrument to play? do i have any hope of trying to learn it in the next 20 years
3: i think you could learn it but i it's not that easy to play okay but anyway her it. name is clara venice and she looks like a japanese anime character she's amazing oh my God. we did a rough trade uh show a fake rough trade no it was a real rough trade show <laughs> and she opened we had her open for us
1: was this a reunion show yeah a reunion how often do you do the reunion shows
3: not very often, and sometimes I do fake rough trade. Without, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah.
1: well, I, do, I love this. I love a fake. <laughs> this is great. I, fake yeah. rough trade. Yeah, I'm <laughs> way into fake rough trade. Yeah. But
3: I, I mean, I'm in it, but Kevin Staples is not in it. So
1: and you and Kevin, for those listening who don't know, Kevin's basically the only other consistent member. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Rough trade really is you and Kevin. Yeah,
3: exactly. So sometimes he doesn't want to do it, or <laughs> you know, or he's doing something else, and you know, I'll I'll go and play a casino in. I don't know why it's still rough. We do is, rough. Tra- yeah, I mean that's... we do rough trade songs, but uh, you know you just get I get paid a shitload of money, so yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah if you do, just yeah.
1: change the marquee a little bit, the checks yeah. better. Yeah. yeah, I mean who's going to be yeah, upset yeah. if I went to see like for instance if I went to see a rough trade show and you, for, you weren't singing, I'd be pissed. Well, yeah, so, other than I would that, too.
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: this is soft trade. I'm out of here.
3: Yeah. So we wrote the song. This is not a test. Yeah. Um, and then a friend of mine here. Jason Mark, who I did another video with, uh, Vagina Wolf from my last EP, Music, yeah. music for Lesbians. <laughs> a brilliant EP. Um,
1: I didn't think I was allowed to buy it. That's the only reason I don't have it. No. So. <laughs> it's,
3: it's kind of a parody of Eno and Music for Airports and stuff. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Jason and I were talking about doing a video and then he wanted to do something different, so he shot a bunch of crazy people (laughs) against a green screen and then you know it it looks like we're it's animated it's basically animated we'll
1: post a link and uh put a little clip on instagram too just like a little segment oh cool yeah yeah yeah, Yeah. definitely
3: um anyway it doesn't look like anything else out there i don't think it's a very cool video yeah i really love the look of it and you know there's a certain amount of trans gay action going on
1: Uh uh-huh love some trans gay action we do we do indeed
3: um so, yeah, and i it's my love song for the apocalypse. And, uh, yeah, people are really liking it. And uh, I'm so happy to have it. You know, I hardly ever do videos. so I'm very happy with it.
1: Yeah, and I was really excited to see a new song from you. And I was also hoping that that would mean that there'll be some shows soon. Especially because now I'm in L.A. I remember looking at your schedule before and I'd be like, on an L.A. show. Because, you know, why would you come to Massachusetts? There's no reason to.
3: No. But I just, I mean, I think I have... I was talking to an American agent, so maybe I'm gonna do some shows. She's into booking me, which is I'm like, okay, it's a bit late on <laughs>
4: for
3: things to be happening, but okay.
2: Please do a show in LA. Yeah.
3: Um yeah, I did I have done some shoes shows in LA but
1: Some shoes, too. Some she, shoes. She, yeah.
3: I've done a couple of pairs of shoes and some shows. <laughs> no. I I was at the Viper Room uh with um the Name of that band, what's that gay band?
2: Bon Jovi
1: Wang Chung, yeah <laughs> no,
2: um, the gay band. What's the that gay band? band? Um, Fleetwood Mike, no, nope. <laughs> oh, um, geez, no way, Fleetwood uh, Dyke, no,
1: nope. th- that um, could be it. They did play around uh, here. A uh, lot. Oh my
3: god, I'm having a brain aneurysm. Um,
1: um Les Zeppelin, that's no, Les actually Zeppelin. a real band. No, no, that a, is a band, uh, I know, uh, I know band. Those yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. the Burt Reynolds um, Bunch, the
3: Burt Panty Division. Oh, yeah, okay, cool, that
1: sounds like a great joke,
3: yeah, so I did that, but. Oh, it was like right after the election or something. It was, oh, the good was, times. As we it was a them. bummer yeah. kind of day. Yeah, oh, It was a bummer time. It was after the election. Oh, bummer right. time.
1: Right, right. That's right. People bef- were right like, after fall and yeah. before winter. People
3: were yeah. not coming out. People were like hiding in their homes, <laughs> <and> screaming, <laughs> and drinking. And, yeah, drinking and
2: committing suicide. Yeah,
3: Yeah. And Rough Trade actually played here we did a reunion show at LA pride in 2005 with, oh, wow. with Joan Jett and Sharon uh-huh. Stone was there. I don't know why she was <laughs> hosting. Really, and, the, well. and these Queens were like, who are you? You're fabulous. We don't know who you are, but you're fabulous. Oh, Which wow. is my favorite thing.
2: Oh my God. Does that, Oh
1: Lord.
3: But people came to that cause it was pride. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, that's one of the exciting things too, is everyone, I've played your stuff to Everyone always flips out about it. They're like, wait, how have I not heard of this? Because you again you're so ahead of your time. The content, like Crimes of Passion, is very extremely edgy. Yeah. Like people yeah. still still today are it's like, ex- oh my it's god. It's edgy now. Like, yeah. I mean it's like yeah.
2: extremely edgy and still now. It's like shocking.
1: Like <gasps> But the first line is when you say like she slides her hands down into the uh, moistness of herself I mean that's like what's that other going on that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh my god i got to clutch my pearls yeah it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not it's like good. seals and crofts or something yeah. like, you're, yeah. you're like how, what's that <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah I mean what I loved about Rough Trade is like, like my lyrics are so dark and bitter and kind of funny and Kevin's music is kind of up yeah. so we meld the two together yeah. so you can dance to it but it's t- well somebody had this great Quote musically can, um. Oh well, no, I've forgotten the quote. It makes you think and dance at the same time. That's my favorite quote That's about my music. Makes you
1: think yeah. and you can dance at the same yeah. time. Rough yeah. Trade. Rough Trade. No, it was that was actually about
3: me, not Rough Trade. But
1: Carol Pope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 and fake Rough Trade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want a fake Rough Trade shirt. just Oh, uh, yeah, Rough Trade. Oh god! Okay. Yeah. And everybody keeps
3: using that name. We had the name before Rough Trade, the record company. And I don't right. know why we let that happen. Well, I don't know why... I'd, so, suing didn't happen Probably
1: were like Well that's cool They're a little yeah, label like, cool. right? Yeah we yeah. They were
3: like We're cool They're cool They're Brits Okay
1: The days of letting that stuff go Are long gone Oh no too, right? If Because
3: now I'd be suing <laughs> Oh yeah <laughs> I just want to sue everybody Sue
1: <laughs> so, so everyone And also get five commercial endorsements Because yeah. that was frowned upon heavily then, Yeah Right yeah Yeah but now it'd be great Like, Oh you want us to rewrite that For Pepsi Terrific Yeah, uh, yeah.
3: No I would Yeah I'd love to have a song In a commercial Crimes
1: of cola Yeah I don't That's know. <laughs> of Crimes of,
4: cola. Cola.
3: Yeah.
1: Crimes of cola. cola Crimes of cola, cola. Crimes of or cola Or you could do Yeah anything Or like
2: Even Reba McIntyre's doing um Kentucky oh, Fried she's, Chicken Yeah she's
1: the uh, she's, she's the, the f-
3: general or she's whatever. The, But I don't understand Why people who have So much freaking money Do shit like that Because right. I wouldn't I yeah. don't have a lot of money So I would do it But she I don't understand
2: Sitting on an empire Just I
3: understand why Brad Pitt is doing commercials in Japan. I mean,
2: <laughs> it's strange, right? It is.
3: Do you not have enough money?
2: I mean, may, who knows? Maybe he was embezzled.
1: Yeah, you know. Yeah, maybe. Who the hell knows?
2: Maybe. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. Maybe either. he's an
1: embezzler. Oh yeah, trying to keep him off the scent. You know yeah. I maybe mean? he has multiple personalities. Who knows? I sure hope so. You did some uh, music for films, right? Yeah. Like Coneheads.
3: Oh yeah, but they didn't use it. But oh, yeah. they didn't use it. Oh, no. Okay,
1: son of a bitch. That's too bad. Now, when that happens, do you get paid for it? Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, okay. okay. And we're yeah. like, also with the Pink Floyd thing, do they give you some kind of like retainer while you're working on something?
3: No. Or just the, just the
1: nice sushi or whatever it is that's around? I
3: don't know. I just, I mean, yeah, I think I crashed with Bob Ezrin and yeah. he was staying in a house that Jimi hendrix used to live in oh, so wow. that was he seems to always That's have cool. like a
1: good house you talk about the when oh you're... he has a good house always
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he had a great apartment on the east side he lived near garbo go to garbo and oh my gosh um but yeah he was cool that way and i could crash there and you know we did some writing there i mean he's a cool dude and
1: yeah. and of course uh tim curry oh seems yeah pretty cool tim was wonderful and yeah
3: i'm i'm Wish I still was in touch with him because.
1: I think he lives in Toluca Lake.
3: Yeah, I, I, we actually, Kevin Staples and I looked him up because I'm like, I wish I tried to phone him, but his phone number's not working because of, you know, the heart attack and everything. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I just don't know anybody who knows him because I would totally call him and say, no, can I come over? and Totally. Let's talk about the olden days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that he did
2: three album oh yeah yeah I just, I just he's incredible. one of my favorite singers too yeah, yeah he's
1: such an, an incredible uh, interpreter of material so, oh my god yeah. yeah so good so damn good now uh there's a song i'd like to play you from uh has oh, been yes. a, a favorite of the podcast listeners it's from a film called by and beyond three the hermaphrodites yeah uh, it came out in 1989 actually let me grab the sleeve because it's okay. not it's not as good without the sleeve it is transcendent it is transcendent in a, for a
2: for a porno soundtrack it's unbelievable
3: can we say from Aphrodite anymore
2: well it's I like that word but it, right well that's but what we, we, were ta- well, well, we were talking about that and I think that um in this in this like it's not a right it's not like a pc term at all wow
3: <laughs> I love it
1: that's from a stash of porns that were uh, deposited at cinephile one of the last just just great deposited. Well, of course I did yeah <laughs> wasn't Woo. excreted; it was deposited. Whoa. It, uh, yeah, and it's got a flap on the cover too. So there's uh, like, Not a like. Um,
3: oh, a flap. Yeah. Oh my God! Yes, <laughs> I, had, I had a hermaphrodite on um, the CD for my CD Radiate, but they like pixelated out the oh. penis. Oh, okay. Oh. But now we can't use that term. The anymore.
1: term is yeah. The term is verboten. Well, this was from 89. But I'm
3: sorry, but I like that term, and it still is a Greek. Isn't it? Her- Hermes, isn't it from yeah. Hermes and Aphrodite? Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. So sorry. it's it's mythological. Sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what's your take? To before we play the song, what's your take on the uh, someone called the politically correct adjustment to language or just the general way? Uh, uh, it's that, exhausting. That going. <laughs> it, it's
3: hard to keep.
2: It's hard to
1: keep track. I mean, I'm. It's hard to keep track.
3: I know, and I'm like, no matter what I say, I'm going to offend people. But um, right. Yeah. <laughs> Especially as someone
1: who's a, basically a pioneer for visibility.
3: Yeah, exactly. and i I'm like, but I love the term androgynous. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. I now, like is that it. off the table now? Is that I don't know. I don't think
3: that's off the no. table, but I think that just covered everything. And it was kind of sexy because everybody in the 80s was so androgynous. And you're like, will he, will she, are they? <laughs> <Yeah. do> they?
1: <laughs> that's a good song right that's there. Awesome. I that's a great one. That's will they, awesome. won't they, yeah. are they? Should they? they <laughs> yeah.
3: Will they? Yes. We've written we the song. Yeah, we I think just did it. <laughs> just-
1: <laughs>
3: but I like the, the suspense. I yeah, mean, sure. I understand but you know it takes some of the fun out of it. Yeah, I think that's it takes I, out I, the fun out of my sex.
2: Right, right. <laughs> and I think that's like it's kind of like uh what I appreciate your work is like it plays with the the wildness and the mystique of pushing boundaries and not having everybody just like, no, this is what is it? this is. It's very uh, packaged and non-confrontational and, and just and easy to digest and yeah. safe and, and c- compassionate and caring. And it's like not tiptoeing around anything because to be queer or be a dyke or a fag or whatever, it's like, it's not easy and no, it's and not it an used easy be, life.
3: And it was so freeing and now right. it feels politically restricted. Right. Although mm-hmm. I certainly can relate, you know, I mean, it, it is not easy, but, you know, it, it takes a little bit of the joy out of it, right. being so politically correct, Right. Yeah. you know, because I think, you know, being a, a queer person should just certainly be a, about joy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. You used a lot of, you're talking about the S&M clothing and stuff, but sort of the, that imagery and clothing in your work in the late 70s. Yeah. I was wondering your so, what that. Uh, That's my question. That's I
3: liked it. You know, it was like sexy and provocative and um, edgy. It, it, yeah, it turned me on. And and then, but every time I dated a woman, she wanted me to beat her up. So I was like, <laughs> oh no, I really have to follow th- through with this. Yeah. With this, even though it's a sexual parody, but now I really have to whip that person. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got into it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Seems like it worked out. Yeah. 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 That's funny. Before we play that song, a little number from Sharon Stone. Oh yeah. What? what? Oh yeah. You, you'll like this one. Yeah, I think you'll like this. This is good. How one. could you not? It's a crowd pleaser. There's
0: something you should know about me. I'm cold. I'm calculating. I get what I want. If you get in my way, I'll wreak havoc upon you. I can leave you weak. Limp, twisted, confused. If you want to live to see tomorrow, you answer to me and you answer quickly. I am a stroke.
1: Learn to recognize a stroke and act quickly. Time lost is brain lost. Just a little PSA for everyone out Isn't there. Isn't
2: that insane?
3: That is insane.
2: They don't make them like that anymore. No,
1: they do not. They
2: sure I thought don't. that
3: was from basic instinct. I know, right, right, <laughs> well, right. It's a stroke. It's a stroke.
2: Exactly. It's serious.
3: I am so serious. I am Sharon Stone. I can tear you
0: apart, bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pay attention. Pay
1: yep. attention. Uh, this "By and beyond was from a stash of porns that was deposited at Cinephile from Hugh Hefner's brother's widow. So she brought in this huge amount of porn, and it was all of this nature. A lot of them purchased down the street at the Pleasure Chest. The West, yeah, that's right. West Hollywood classic. This is a great cover.
3: I love that cover. I want to use that cover this is for my next album.
2: Perfect. This, yeah. This is dope. You
0: the best love for work. I can be your, your girl. Me is easy, you see. I can't The best of both worlds. Her masked, cold eyes. When love's not enough. Her masked, cold eyes. The ultimate pleasure. Whatever sense you want, say I'm too much for one to love. And it's been just ecstasy. I can be this way. The best of both worlds. The when love's not Yeah!
4: Gone. The
0: Pleasure. <laughs> Pleasure.
3: Stick it up, up, my, up. my bum. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, that's great. Live remix. We always Live? love that.
3: <laughs> oh, my God. That's fantastic. Isn't that great?
1: I'll send it to you if you'd like to add a your I collection. I
3: would. I would love that.
1: Terrific. Well. Maybe I'll cover
0: it. That'd be amazing. Please, uh, died, <laughs> Could
3: I be more offensive <laughs> yes, yes. to everyone? Release it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's anal retentive. Yes. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, well, my God. That's
1: amazing. Well, Carol, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so You're so, welcome. So much. Thank
3: you for having me. Yeah,
1: I hope you had a good time. And, I did. Uh, good, and maybe come back again sometime when you'd like to. Okay. All
3: right. <laughs> when I would actually like to, yeah. Yeah, when you, when
1: you enjoy it, yeah. yeah. All right, terrific. Thanks, Carol. Thanks again.